Hello, this is Holy Truth, and this is your host, Ryan the Evangelist. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that the word of the Lord can heal your hearts and open your eyes and explore uh, new things within the word of the Lord. And I hope that whoever listens to this will be immersed in the Holy Spirit. So today we are going to talk about the Bride of Christ, what it is, and why it's attacked. It's a very uh, hard topic. I understand like people are always confused about what the Bride of Christ is. What is this? What is that? I mean, there's a lot, there's very many, there's many verses in the Bible that talk about the Bride of Christ and what it is. So I'll share with you those verses why it's, and why the Bride of, uh, the Bride of Christ is attacked on a regular basis. <clears throat> but as a verse of the day, I would like to share a verse of the day with you. <clears throat> and that verse is chapter 23 out of Psalms. So the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He he leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your red rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You are <clears throat> You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is such a beautiful psalm, I think, because we are always, we're in a dark place, and we have to understand that this is not a permanent residence. Our residence is in the kingdom of the Lord, and we are citizens of the kingdom of God. This is not our home. Our, yes, our bodies return to the dust, as to dust to dust. But the Lord is the one that gave us life through our nostril. And without that, we would be nothing. So that is why it's such a great verse that Psalm 23, David knew that when he uh, wrote Psalms. It's such a beautiful, beautiful verse. So I hope you will enjoy this segment on the Bride of Christ and why is it attacked from Holy Truth and your host, Ryan the Evangelist. I'll be back in a few minutes. Hello, this is Holy Truth Ministry, and this is your host, Ryan the Evangelist. So, today is going to be a very interesting subject, and I know a lot of people are sometimes confused when they hear, what's the Bride of Christ? I mean, they're like, that's weird, why are we called the Bride of Christ? What is that? <clears throat> now, as Christians, the Bride of Christ is all of us, the body of Christ, and Ephesians uh, chapter 5, I believe, verse 25, I'll read it for you, and it's such a beautiful statement, and what it means to be a Christian, like, it's literally right here, <clears throat> husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church, and gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by the wa washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle, or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In his same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but his, he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. 
for the, this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the, and the church. So, so for us, what that's talking about, we are the body of Christ. I mean, yeah, Paul's talking about live your wives, but there's a hidden meaning there. There's another alternative meaning there, and that's the body of Christ, the church. We need to love our wives, our bodies, as because we are the temple of God, that the church is also the body of Christ. And we should love the church as much as we love our bodies. And that's what it's talking about, because our, our body is the temple of God. And so when we violate it with alcohol, when we violate it with um, smoking and addictions and all kinds of things, just defiling the body, we're defiling ourselves in the eyes of the Lord. And that's why it's so detestable to the Lord that we do those things, is because we are made in His image. I mean, it is important for us to live a godly lifestyle, live a clean life. And so many uh, Christians and unbelievers, I understand it's, uh, for especially for the unbelievers that have never heard anything I'm talking about, maybe a couple occasionally on Sunday, um, you're hearing from a pastor occasionally, maybe uh, your friend from work, or that crazy Christian friend that you have at high school or college. But I hope to the unbelievers that are listening to this that they understand, they're understanding what I'm saying. And a lot of un, a lot of Christians and a lot of unbelievers that read this out of Revelation chapter 19, and it talks about the, the bride of Christ, and it's an important an important symbol, I think, because in the in the in Revelation when John sees the bride of Christ, he again he's not just seeing the uh, the table that's being prepared for Christ, but he's seeing the believers of Christ gathering at the t at the at the table the w the wedding banquet. That's what it's talking about. And so I'm just going to read Hallelujah. That's what it's uh, titled, chapter 19 in Revelation. So I, uh, f uh, forgive me if it's a little bit long. It's a wonderful scenario, and to gra I think to grasp it, I'll read it in its full context for y'all. And after this I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. For true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulterers. He has avenged her on the blood of his servants. And again they shouted, Hallelujah. The smoke of her from her goes up forever and ever. The twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, and they cried, Amen, Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both small and great. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah. For our Lord God Almighty reigns, let us rejoice and be glad, and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready, fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. Then the angel said to me, Right blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. At this I fell at his feet to worship him.
Now, <clears throat> that's the segment I wanted you to hear. What's this wedding banquet? What is this about? What is all these things that John is seeing? And what John is seeing is, at the end of Revelation, when Satan is corrupt of the earth and the Lord throws him in the lake of fire and we are surrounded by the presence of the Lord and we're no longer bound by the shackles of this earth, we are with our Heavenly Father as the true, the true Christians. We are the bride, we are the, the bride of Christ. And it's such a, I know, odd thing to, to think about, like, oh, well, that's weird, like, we're bri the bride of Christ, but in actuality, we are. We are the bride of Christ, and unfortunately, we are attacked on a daily basis. And I tell you what, there's a lot of things that are happening today, even, that are clear examples of that. We see uh, radical terrorism. We see that Christians are being killed in the Middle East. We see uh, church churches being attacked. We see vandalism against, vandalisms against churches. We see social media. Just go on any social media website, and you will see tons. And I mean, tons of comments of uh, just anti-Semitism. And what that is, is because people feel that the computer and certain things like that are their shield. When as Christians, the Word and the Lord is our sword and shield. So we need to be totally alternatively different. And that's why we stick out like a sore thumb and we are everybody's enemy because there is strength in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and everybody knows it. There is subtle signs that our Lord is telling us. People's hearts are hardening, like I mentioned in my previous episode, uh, fearing the Lord and, a heart, and healing a hardened heart. The enemy, like I mentioned previously, is very crafty, and he wants the body and the temple of God to be eliminated because when Satan was casted out of heaven he has this burning rage against the Lord and that's what it is and we have the power of forgiveness and Satan doesn't Satan knows this that's why he wants to pervert our bodies that's why he wants to destroy our bodies because he knows our body and soul belong to the Lord if we're true devout Christians and we're following the path of the Lord and to unbelievers I know it's a lot to grasp and understand and just pray and pray and study pray and study pray and study find a church read your Bible diligently follow the Lord diligently so, uh, like I said previously say the sinner's prayer Find a pastor, get baptized, do confirmation, whatever it is that makes you know that you are in the palm of the Lord and that your name is going to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life because it is so, 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 so dangerous for us to be with detestable people because when we're around, I mean, yes, the Lord was with detestable people because he was the Lord. And yes, we're supposed to be Christian. We're supposed to be Christ-like, 
but humans are weak. So when someone throws at you, oh, that Jesus did this and that and this thing, yeah, he was Jesus. He is our Lord. He had the strength of angels. We do, but I mean, he is it. He's the big daddy, okay? And so he was able to spend time with unbelievers. He was able to spend time with detestable people that were in the eyes of God because he had the power and authority of himself. I mean, when those two guys were in the tomb, and in I believe it's in Luke and Matthew, I believe, and they had demons in them. I, I guarantee you that those guys didn't know who Jesus was. And those demons did. When they came out of the tomb and they saw Jesus coming, they even said, turn us into a pig. And so they, and so he did that. But that's what I'm saying. He has the power to do that. So, And we get that power from him. And what I'm trying to say is that it's dangerous for Christians that are trying to follow the Lord and follow what he's saying and spend time with people that can drag us into the pit because we're around people that are alcoholics or we're around people that are doing drugs and it's great that we can have we can summon the strength of the lord in our hearts and minds and spread his word through our tongue to those individuals but it becomes a standpoint that when we are partaking in their sin with them then we are weak. And Satan knows that because if we are in those presence of uh, doing those things and we're doing drugs with that person or we're doing alcohol with that person, you got to ask yourself, is what I'm doing truly a sin? Yes, it is. Because we are no, we are no better than the unbeliever that we're talking, talking to. And we need, as Christians, we need to stick out. We need to stand different from society. Because society, obviously, who is it controlled by? It's controlled by the enemy. And Satan knows this, and that's why we are constantly attacked. And the bride is uh, the bride of Christ is constantly attacked and vandalized. It is... There's a lot of things that are going on in society today that are clear clear warning signs that christ is telling us like hey there are things going on christians stay alert and we're told to stay alert because we have to be on the edge of what is going on and i keep hearing the modern the modern church i'm not i'm not attacking it i'm not saying that there's that it's wrong or defiled, whatever. But there are some some churches that want to blend in with society. That's not what the Bible calls us to do. We are called to be a vessel of truth. And what's that is, let's just say, can you imagine if you're a you're a pastor or a bishop of a church or you're a deacon? or you are a firm believer in the Jesus Jesus Christ like myself you're an evangelical and you know you know the truth of the gospel and it's in our hearts and in our minds you are holding the truth of the gospel from those individuals that are committing sins in the eyes of the Lord isn't that a sin too that we're holding the truth of the gospel from those people we need to share with them 
the truth of the Lord. And that's what I'm trying to say is that when we're people-pleasing or we are trying to be uh, people, and people-pleasers would be the best probably adjective to describe what I'm talking about because I see a lot of modern churches trying to be politically correct. And I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but those type of things are Satan's tumor in the bride uh, in the church of Christ and in the bride in the bride of Christ at that and when we are having that type of problem and we're seeing it with our eyes and the leaders of your church are not waking up <laughs> i think and if you feel the lord telling you you need to leave this parish i would definitely leave or try to fix it if you can try to fix it that's great but I myself has have been in churches where I just felt the Lord tell me, hey, there are things going on here you need to leave. And every time when I didn't hear the word of the listen to the word of the Lord, I would hear feel that wrath just constantly, constantly, constantly. And then finally, I was excommunicated from a church, and I found out what was going on, and it totally broke my heart because I finally asked the Lord for forgiveness for not following his word and following what he was telling me in prayer. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. If you feel the Lord is telling you, get away from this parish, get away from this these people. Yes, it could be saying, yes, it could be the Lord. But if it doesn't let up, you know that's from God. If, you, if you're praying diligently about that deep conviction that you're feeling, there's probably something behind the scenes that you don't know that's going on. There's al There always is. I mean, if you're a part of worship team or you're part of anything in the hierarchy of any church denomination, you know that there's a system in the church. And I'm not saying that the system is bad, but you know who the people that are weak in that system are. And the problem is, usually people are quiet about it, which is totally understandable because people are trying to save face. But when we are saving face so much, and we are withholding the truth of the gospel from those individuals and not holding our brothers and sisters in Christ accountable, what are we doing? We're doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I think that's worse because we're not sharing the truth of the gospel. We're just we're just we're just a sack of meat on Sunday morning, praising God, Hallelujah, uh, praying, and then hearing the sermon. Bye. But if you're feeling that there's a deep conviction that you need to share the truth with your pastor, you need to share the truth with your administration, your worship team administration, whoever it is, by all means, do it. Because what if? They're living some. They're doing something behind the scenes that we don't know about. That's what integrity is. Integrity is doing things that behind closed doors that no one knows that you do. It's that those moments that only you and God know. That's what integrity is. So if that person you feel has no integrity and they might be doing things that you don't want to know about, but you feel a deep conviction from God telling you, hey, this person needs the truth of the gospel. By all means, do it.
do it. And pastors are weak too. We're all humans. And pastors need prayer too. You need, and I'm telling Christians right now that pa- pastors need prayer. Pastors, spend time with your pastor. Take him out to lunch. Take him to class. Take, take him uh, anywhere and just talk. Because you'd be surprised. You might, he might be going through something too. We're all weak. And we need the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ and that community of Christians, what the bride of Christ and the body of Christ is. And so I want to take a break and be back in a few. This is Holy Truth, Holy Truth and this is Ryan the Evangelist. Take care. I'll be back. Hello, this is Holy Truth and your host, Ryan the Evangelist. I'm talking today about the Bride of Christ and what it means and why we're attacked on a constant basis. And here's another verse and wonderful description of why we're the Bride of Christ. And it's a, such a wonderful uh, verse, I think. And it's from John chapter 3. So if you want to read along, it's uh, verse 29 out of your Bibles or whoever's listening. And just uh, be vigilant and listen to this. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him. And it's full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine. It is now complete. He must become greater, and I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has been and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. The man who has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the word of God for God, gives the Spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. Now, what that's talking about, people, is what I've been saying through my whole entire segment. This last, my last episode. Christ does rebuke people. I just want to get you through, I just want to get that in your heads right now. There's a lot of people that think once saved, always saved. Oh, Jesus is lovey dovey. What, what was that just, I just said? If you reject the Lord, yeah, he's going to rebuke you because you rejected him. So, but again, he calls us the bride again. So we are his, we are the bride of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We belong to the church. Everything we do reflects upon the Lord Jesus Christ and vice versa. So we need to be strong and diligent and seek the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And every time when someone tell, when every time when I hear someone say to me, oh, we don't, we don't need to believe that. Oh, Christ wouldn't do that. Oh, Christ wouldn't care if I drink a fifth of scotch at night it helps me sleep i say that is detestable in the eyes of the lord we should not even touch a drop of alcohol if in scripture it tells us that whoever who wine is a mocker and beer a brawler whoever does these things is unwise so why should we be doing that it's not saying that we should drink every once in a while that's oh that's okay no it says that christians should not do those things and that's what I'm saying. We need to be different as a, as the 
Christian culture, I mean, we are to be courageous in the eyes of the Lord. We are need to stand firm and hold the gospel in our hands and speak the word of the Lord in truth and in whole. And I'm just so tired of hearing just people saying, oh, we shouldn't believe that anymore, or we shouldn't do this. No, we need to be following the word. In Throughout the scripture, you hear this, the Lord saying this to everyone. If you love the Lord your God, obey my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. It's over and over and over again. That's not just the Ten Commandments. That's every single every single law from Exodus to Deuteronomy. And so on and so forth. Christ did not come to rebuke the law. He came to fulfill the law. And the law is the Lord's laws, not man's, not what people say, think that Christ wants us to do. That's fine. I mean, if you feel that you're being called, you're being called to be a minister. That's to, that's not what I'm saying. Is is to, that's a totally different thing entirely. But what I'm talking about is when we are focused on what people are saying to us that is not of the word of the Lord, but our churches that tell us how to live our faith. We should be focused on the word of the Lord. And that's what I'm saying is, Christ tells us, are we to serve two masters? So we have to ask ourselves, are we serving a denomination? Or are we being told how to live our faith? Or are we actually following the whole truth in whole? And that's what I'm talking about is, we need to stand firm in the eyes of the Lord. We need to be standing firm and diligently and upright. That is what Christians are called to do. We're not called to be prideful. We're not called to be um, vain. We're called to be humble. We're supposed to be humble like Moses and have the strength of Joshua and have the love of Christ. That is what a Christian is called to do. And I'm not sugarcoating anything. I do not want this podcast or this ministry to be sugarcoated. And I am on fire for the word of the Lord. And I hope that unbelievers that are listening to this, believers that are actually diving into the word and their eyes are being opened, are like, whoa, I didn't know that was in the Bible. Yeah, because you're being told what to believe. And it's so important that we need to understand the whole word as a whole and keep it that way and not have man tell us, oh, we're not supposed to believe that. Oh, we're not supposed to read that. Oh, that doesn't matter. That's nowhere in Scripture. Absolutely nowhere. It actually, that is, you can counter, have a counter discussion about that and say, hey, if you love the Lord your God, obey my commandments. It's not, the, it's not just the Ten Commandments. It's every command that the Lord laid down for His people, which is us. And we are at a time right now we are in the front lines of the enemy, and the front lines are firing all day long at the church. And that is why the Bride of Christ is being constantly attacked on social media, places that are just to totally vile. And sadly, so many young people 
are wondering what does it mean to be what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be this? What does it mean to be uh, a man? What does it mean to be a woman? They were asking themselves these things, and parents that are in this audience right now, I'm telling you right now, your kids are asking you these questions in their minds, and those questions are coming from somewhere. They're coming from society. They're coming from social media. And parents, please do not be afraid to share your faith with the Lord of the Lord with your children. That is what we're called to do. And be stewards of the Christian faith to your children so they understand what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a brother and sister in Christ. How can we ad- ab- apply our faith how can we implement the word of the Lord on those that do not believe or don't even understand the word of the Lord? Or even want, there's some people that wouldn't even understand a word I'm saying or what we're even saying right now. And why is that? Because we need to share the word of the Lord. And sadly, so many are scared. We shouldn't be afraid. When we fear the Lord, evil fears us. We are on the front lines of evil. Every single day here. And that is why it's so important that we need to stand and just live our faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And implement the truth of the Lord on society and everyone that wants to listen. Because that is what we're called to do as Christians. We are called to be different. We're called to be courageous in the eyes of the Lord. And it's time for the church and the bride of Christ to wake up. And I am so tired of just sugarcoating the truth of the Lord. And when you have people telling you what to believe, how to believe it, um, oh, Christ didn't really mean that, oh, the Lord didn't really mean to say that in Old Testament, that is a problem. That is no longer somebody that you can ask questions of the faith from, because they're telling you what not what not to believe out of the Bible. And that is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm sorry that if it feels like I'm being antagonistic or I have audacity, I don't have audacity towards anything. I'm sharing the truth of the gospel the best way I know how, and people need to hear it. And sometimes it is we need to be frank and totally frank. And that's the only way you can get truth applied is to be frank and firm in the truth and as it says in john that the truth will set you free and that is a true statement i honestly believe that every time that's what this whole ministry is about because i feel that the lord is wanting us to know the truth of the gospel right now and i hope i can share with you all what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be um, a man or a woman, what it means to be a child of God. And yes, we are adopted by the we're adopted by our creator. We are made whole in the eyes of the Lord. And our bodies are the temple of God. We are made in the image of God. It says this over and over and over again. And like example, in the beginning, in the beginning, that is in John, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There is one Lord, and he is sovereign. He is just. He is peaceful. He brings peace. His rod and his staff, they comfort me, as what I said in Psalms 23 today. 
it is so important that we need to understand what the truth of the gospel actually is and to accept the word as a whole. And I'm so tired of hearing from members of the flock that are telling Christians, oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, read that. Oh, that, that doesn't apply to us. If it didn't apply to us, why is it in the Bible? For my God is a wonderful God, and he wants us to know the truth. And that's what I'm saying is, when you feel that the Lord is telling you, hey, you need to share the truth of the gospel with this person right now, don't deny that conviction in your heart. Do not become a lazy Christian and say, oh, he'll, he or she will eventually read about the truth. No, you were there at that person's life for a reason. And the Lord knows that you know the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you need to share it with that individual right there now. So I'm going to take a break and come back in a few minutes. And this is Holy Truth and your host, Ryan, Ryan the Evangelist. And I hope that this ministry is affecting your hearts and hearing the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll be back. Hello, and welcome back to Holy Truth. This is your host, Ryan the Evangelist, and I'm so glad to be sharing the word of the Lord and rejoicing his name and shouting the truth of the gospel to you all. Now, we're talking about today what is the bridegroom and why is it attacked? And it's a hard, it, it, it's a hard thing to grasp. I mean, there's spiritual warfare going on all the time, left and right, left and right, hitting us there, hitting us everywhere. I mean, we see terrorist cells that are killing Coptic Christians in Egypt. We see uh, people being beheaded in the Middle East because they're Christian or Jewish. And uh, speaking of which, it is now it is Passover, which is a wonderful, wonderful, totally wonderful thing that is in, found in Exodus. And... It is from the 19th to tomorrow, and it's a wonderful, wonderful, truly amazing story in the Bible, and I hope you guys can have some time to read that. It's a wonderful chapter in the Scripture, and it gives us a really broad perspective of what the Israelites had to go through in Egypt at the time. But, sorry for getting off topic, but, so, we are now in... A time right now that the bride is being attacked constantly attacked attacked on social media attacked on uh, political platforms there's people within uh, Hollywood that are anti-semitic there are all kinds of uh, stuff that uh, Satan uses as his outlet too and we need to use outlets as well and spread the truth of the gospel the best way that we know how and that is through radio, that is through music, that is through social media, your church, your friends, your, at a high school lunch table, at work, and at a, at a college classroom radio. I mean, we are at a time right now that it's crucial for people around us to know the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, now what we're talking about is the bridegroom of Christ, and why we're called that is because we are... The, the bride of the Lamb. 
which is Jesus, obviously. And we need to understand what that actually means. So here again, this is the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 62, uh, verse 5. <clears throat> As a young man marries a maiden, so your, will your sons marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. And so that is found in Isaiah chapter 62, Zion's new name. And it is not necessarily talking about a woman. It's talking about that the Lord rejoices over the bride of Christ, those true that are following the Lord and diligently. That is us. Okay? And that's the Old Testament, Isaiah 62. And we're told not to read that or oh, we don't need that. That doesn't apply to us. Or that applies for them. That is a that is totally false, and it applies to everyone that reads the word. Okay, and we need to be firm in the truth of the gospel. We need to spread the word diligently, and I mean it is scary sometimes. I understand that, but because we fear the Lord, and we fear the Lord, He gives us comfort. He, His rod and his staff comfort me. That is why when we fear the Lord, evil, evil fears us. Because we have the truth of the gospel in our hearts, our minds, and carry it around our neck, and we share it on every syllable that we speak. Because our words have power. And we are on the front lines, people. And I mean, we are on the front lines uh, every day, I'm an, I'm an evangelist. We, I am on the front lines. Pastors are on the front lines. And we need to pray for each other. We are a cord. And it is when more than one Christian are gathered in one place, that is a beautiful thing because we are a cord. And Satan cannot break that cord. The only way that he can break that cord is when we don't believe. We, we reject God. He, he, oh, he loves that. Because... Well, we reject the Lord, guess where we're going to go? We're going to go write to him and say, howdy, partner. No, we don't want that at all. We want to go to the Lord, and we are spreading the gospel. We are spreading his word. We are spreading the truth of the Lord. And when we are in the arms of our Lord and Savior, it would be such a beautiful moment to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because we're called to be holy and pleasing sacrifices to the Lord, as it says in Romans 13. That is also what we're called to do. And because even, even if we die sharing the word of the Lord, blessed are the martyrs. Blessed are those who follow me that do not see me. That is such a beautiful verse. Because, yes, we are blessed because we are following the Lord diligently. And we are seeking the truth of the gospel. And I hope that you are listening to this with open heart and open ears and accepting the word of the Lord. You're saying the sinner's prayer. You're seeking pastors. You're seeking Christian counseling. You're seeking other Christians around you to build up your faith. And as it says in Proverbs, iron sharpens iron. That is what we're, that is what we're called to do for new believers in our church and unbelievers. We're supposed to sh share the word of the Lord on every ear as possible, even if they don't want to hear it, as, even if we're... even praying for somebody that doesn't want to hear our words, the Lord's Holy Spirit will protect, will penetrate their hearts and open their eyes and 
there is nothing through the power of the Lord that we cannot do. So I'm going to close now, and this is Holy Truth Ministries, and my name is Ryan the Evangelist, and I hope that you hear my hear the truth of the gospel, and not my words, but the Lord's words, and they penetrate your heart and your souls and your minds, and you will see peace and comfort in knowing the truth of the gospel. So I'm going to close with a prayer, and I will have another episode soon. Dear Heavenly Father, please give those that are listening to this podcast the peace and the comfort of Lord Jesus Christ. Let them know that you are their sovereign Lord, your staff and rod comforts them, that he who believes in me shall not perish but have eternal life, as you have said. Give them that knowledge. Give them the peace of the Lord and guide them in every walk in faith with you, Lord. And I pray that they receive your truth and that we are accompanied by your Holy Spirit and are guided by you every single day. In Jesus' holy name, amen. This is Ryan, the evangelist, and this is Holy Truth Ministries. God bless, and I'll see you on our next episode. Our next episode is going to be Addiction, Satan's Assassin. So I hope you will enjoy that episode. It's going to be a very spiritual, fulfilling episode, and I hope you will be fulfilled spiritually when you hear this episode that's coming up, and God bless you all. Take care.